every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. pretty good good job china that's good yeah good not work bad. not bad at all good job yeah so everybody thank you for joining us we're going to do a q a with sean mike ceo of family first life built a company doing 800 million in sales a year plus paid uh, sales paid sales the real sales continuing to disrupt an industry and and change the way uh and step on heads a hundred-year-old industry or yeah. more, more than a hundred years. No, it's a long, long time. Long time, but too many years for people to be mistreated. It's been a blast. Would you say you you enjoy uh, like pissing off people? I enjoy doing what I think is right for the people we work with, and if it pisses off people, that's an extra added benefit. And all the people that are pissed off can actually absolutely just um, I can't say that, but I don't care. Whatever, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't give a rip what you think. Okay. So the first question is from Hayden Hill, and it is, what's more important in order to you? Oh, boy. Multiple Physical choice. health. Wow. Mental health or business? Wow. Hayden's pretty smart. Physical, mental, or business in that order? <clears throat> well, your physical health is keeps you alive. I mean, so if, if, if you, business is not important if you're dead. Um, so I think living a long, the longest life you can is important for me. So my physical health is out of those three is the most important. Um, kids take care of people. I'm responsible for bills to pay for people. Um, they're going to provide. And, uh, so my physical health is very important. Um, I think to run a healthy business, I need to be healthy. My mental health has to be good to be honest with you. Um, so it'd be my physical and my mental. In business, you know, would be third out of those three. Now, what I'll tell you, though, is, um, you know, I have always, I've never been worried about, like, I knew if I was in the right place, I could make money. Meaning, like, physically, mentally, I was in the right place, I make money. Making money is not complicated. Um, but I think if you take your business, and, and again, when, I, when, when you say physical mental health, I don't mean working out five hours a day. Like, I'll be honest with you. If you, like... Do your meal prep and work out five hours a day and you're broke, you need to grow up. You know what I mean? Like, stop taking your shirt off and taking pictures, bro. You at your mom's apartment. Like, that's the weirdest thing ever. First of all, taking a picture with your shirt off to dude and putting it on your social media profile is so freaking weird. I don't know what to say about it. You know what I mean? Nobody cares um, if you're above the age of 14. So, my physical health is not, and again, I'm not mad at anybody. <clears throat> you do what you want to do. If you monetize that or you're happy or you, I don't care at all about making money and I'm going to live with my mom's until I'm 50, go for it, dude. I want to be in decent health. Now, 
take that question, right? Because it's a great question. And I go, I can have all three. If I can wake up at 4.30 in the morning, then I can get my physical stuff done before everybody wakes up. If I have time to read the Bible every day and get my mind right where I want it to be, I can do that. And then I'm still up before everybody else starts so I can have all three. Great business. So the better answer is I want all three. I can have all three, but I do them in that order. Got it. Now, do you think that you like piggyback off of each other so if you do one i think if it, you i think if you first of all i think if you're in bad physical health dude you have no energy you're in bad physical health you're going to be in bad mental health. and i'm not saying listen i ain't never had a six-pack and i ain't never going to have one it's not my goal i'm not worried about it i don't oil up my body i don't shave it either like i'm not looking to do competitions i just want to live as long as i can i'm not mad at you if you do i'm just telling you that sometimes when i see people i saw a guy in meeting the other day so what do you think i should do i said you should work out less because you're 35 years old and you're shredded, ripped, unbelievable, except you broke. Or sleep less. Or sleep less. But you still need to be in the gym for five hours. I mean, it's really weird. I mean, like, you're not getting paid for it. I mean, that, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Think about that stuff, and I'm just using this as an example. Think of Please, somebody will get offended, but that's okay. I'm blown away at how hard people will work to put their time into something to be deemed a professional and never make any money. Like, I play slow-pitch, soft ball and dudes would go yeah well we have a really good team i'm a professional softball player i'm like dude what did you just say you're a dude we don't have softball and just because some clowns giving you twenty five thousand dollars a year to travel some tournaments like did a lot of us we're not professional softball players or i'm a professional pick whatever you want racquetball player bodybuilder okay i go how much money you make i'm totally in if you go i make because at the end of the day if it's not taking care of you financially, that means you're a burden to somebody else. If you live with your mom and you're 35, you're a burden to her. You're burdening your mother. And then your physical health, her physical health is worse because you're a burden to her and she can't believe it. And I'm not trying to get in this, this tirade about people and, and what they're, you know, I'm just using it as an example. They do go hand in hand, but getting up early is great. But dude, what do you got to get up early? That's like, if you said, I need five hours a day to work on my mental health. I'm like, dude, knock it off. If you worked out an hour a day, you spend a half an hour a day trying to figure out what's going on in your head, read whatever you want to read, get focused. Reflecting That's an hour and a half. You could literally get up at 5.30, be done by 7, shower, change, be on the road, and be happy. You ain't got to get up at midnight. And but, but the problem for a lot of people is they love to do things that make them feel good but don't necessarily derive a, a, any benefit. You know what I mean? And that's that's always a thing for me. I, I never understood. Well, it's kind of like the people that you see at every meeting, at every conference, but nothing ever changes. No, they should stop going to meetings. See, for me, I'm different. I go like, how are you doing? What? Because I've gone to meetings and been like, dude, stop coming to the meeting. You're prof- I used to call them professional meeting goers. You're a professional meeting goer. Like, dude, you're at every meeting, you don't do anything. And the problem is at some point in time, my job sounds weird is to make you uncomfortable about being in the same place because I know you can't pay your bills. One of the worst things I ever did in this industry early on was we used to go on these carrier trips. And the thing that blew me away is the last day there, I never understood this till I got involved with it. They would take our passports. Okay, I never knew this. And the hotel would keep it. And I'm like, I wonder why they do that. And I had never really traveled out of the country. I was like, oh, they must do that with everybody, right? Because, and they said, you have to pay your passport at the end when you pay your bill, your hotel bill. And then like, I became an adult and like started making real money and would go abroad and would nobody ever at a hotel held my passport until I left. And I realized they knew 
That you had no money. That we had no money. The com- the, literally, the company knew these guys are going to have to seize your passport and hold it, which I don't think is legal. Like, once I'm in the country, I don't think I had to give it to you, the hotel. I mean, I did it because I was like, I thought I was. I'll never forget the first time I went out of the country and it was not on a carrier trip. And I was like, checked in. I actually tried to give the guy my passport. And the dude's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you hold my passport till I leave. He's like, why would we ever do that? And I was like, I just thought you was like, and this is the country I was in. I had been to that country on a carrier trip, same hotel, and they held my passport. So, which meant nobody there was making any money. So it was really painful. And those people shouldn't have been on a trip. They had no business being on a vacation. They couldn't pay for it. Yeah. Literally none. But we don't do that. So your mental health for me is, if you're honest with yourself about what you're doing and what you're not doing, don't live in a fantasy land. But that's what happens. They're like, don't look at your bank account. Look over here. This looks good. Feels good. It's a bright color. Touch it. Look at awesome. And then you're broke and you're broke and you're broke and you're broke. Dude. So one of my friends said that he won a trip and he, he had no money for anything. So he said that he was literally smoking a cigar on the beach, wondering like how he's going to buy food. Yeah. Because you have no money. But think about this. Think about how irrational it is to jump on an airplane. You got an airplane with not a pot to, to, to pee in. Well, let's talk about this real quick, though, because the industry is designed around these trips. Like the industry says, sell yeah. and we'll take you somewhere. And we don't do that. The first time, like, because I was like, stop the trips. Trips are stupid. By the way, if, if you've ever been on an insurance carrier trip, you'll probably like want to put your head through a wall the first time you get in the tour. Because here's what happens. You, get, you land after you get terrible flights because you fly to like four different cities, cheap flights. When you land, you, at no matter what shuttle bus, and those suck too, by the way, that you're getting on from the airport, you're going to get a dude who's got his white tube socks pulled up to his knee and his shorts. And he's going to tell you about the industry. He's been in it for 57 years. He sucks at it. He's embarrassingly bad. And he tells you about it. And you're like, I want to get up and smack the taste out of this guy's mouth. And then you can. And then the bus trip is an hour and 47 minutes to the place you're going to. And then you're going to sit there with people you don't want to be with. And they're going to send. Here, here's the other thing. Did you know they sent you a 1099? Did you know that, that before you went? No. Me neither. So you get back from the trip. And they tax you. On the trip. On the trip. Like so it actually grand. cost you money. Cost you like five grand. Correct. And they never tell you. And I'm like, so, but, but think about that, Andrew. That is a, that's the epitome of don't look in your bank account. Don't look here. Look over here. So you said, hey, carriers, just give them money. I said, give them, I said, a miracle. Give them money. They said, we'll give them 8% extra on that thing. Fine, we don't know the damn trip. Then they can take their, and they would tell you, you couldn't bring your kids. So you didn't have kids. We were at the previous. I did. And they would go, so I'd show up my kids, because, you know, I didn't care. They'd always be like, hey, you can't bring kids. I'm like, okay. And then I'd get there, and I'd have my kids, and one of them would come over. They, you could see them talking to me. They're like, tell them, you tell them, you tell them, you tell them. And I'd just be like showing up. And they'd be like, hey, um, you know, I just let you know that kids aren't allowed in here. I'm like, dude, we're eating dinner. Like, it's not a club. We're eating dinner at this little, like, table on patio near the water. Why can't my kids eat dinner? Well, you know, it's just the policy. I was like, well, who's going to throw me out? You? You better bring a lot of help. Who's throwing me out? Are you going to throw me out? He throw me out? He throw me out? I just walk in with my kids. And after hey, it was you over. You got to tell everybody what you taught me with security at like hotels. You don't listen to nobody. We used to have a test. We used to test people when they came like to Connecticut. And first of all, I'm paying attention to nobody. 
I mean, like, dude, they, so, and if you act like you're supposed to be there, they'll tend to just leave you alone. Yeah. So, like, we just go to the hotel, and the, and the valet, they would, like, want you to stop, which makes literally they want you no to sense. stop and then talk to you. And Hell no, so I just go here. like this, like, just drive by and never, never stop. And then I just, like, keep pulling up. And the reality is, what's the worst, and this is the thing you do, what's the worst thing that can happen? You're going to come around the corner and yell at me for going by you? And do what? And when you're at a guard shack and I'm pulling a hotel, well, I, gotta stop. I stay at the hotel. What can I stop for you? Hey, what's up? Yeah, hey, what's up? What are you going to chase me? Scream at me? But they don't. They just go, oh, damn it. Like I, Of course they don't because they're just sitting at a shack doing nothing. But people literally hold up a line and wait. We used to do that and be like, hey, meet us at the hotel in, in the valley line. Be huge. And we're like, go around, around the cones and pull up. And some people we work with wouldn't do it. Yeah. And I'd be like, he won't be any good because he's now what's he afraid of? Well, I'm not doing I'm not supposed to. You're supposed to do what? Drive around the cones and pull up to the hotel? Remember we used to try that at TSA? I'm like, dude, stand in line, even though you didn't have pre-check. Yeah. Stand in line and just go, oh, damn, I'm sorry, because this line's just way too long. And this all sounds dumb, but think about this. It's about understanding when things are stupid, because to pull up at a hotel on a regular road, get some dude in a guard shack to tell him your name to see if you're standing there. When you are staying or aren't staying, you're trying to pull up. It's stupid. And when rules like that are really stupid, remember I was at a light one day, no turn on left, no turn on red. True story. You can see a mile left, a mile right. Easy. And I'm like, this is weird. So I turn. Woo! And pulls me over. I'm like, who the hell watches lights like this? The guy pulls me over. License and registration, please. I said, all right. I said, can I ask you what I did? He said, yeah. There's no turn on red. I said, why? He said, well, there's a sign. I said, you can see like a mile each way. That's the dumbest sign I've ever seen. He said, it's still the law. I said, I understand that. But I'm going to sit at a light when I have visibility a mile each way. He goes, I actually don't know why they have a sign there. It doesn't make any sense. I go, well, it's a ticket trap. <laughs> Who's going to sit at that thing? I go, do most people sit there? He goes, yeah, most of them do. I said, because they're just sheep. They're just sheep. And they just do what everybody else tells them to do. So for me... Uh, and he gave me a ticket, and I gladly paid it. And if I go, and if we kept doing it all day long, I would have kept doing it. I would have gone there, right in red, gone. He pulled me over. Just, one of us would have got exhausted, or he would have checked out. He would have gone off his shift. You can't sit back and wait for the world. To, it, it's, it, it's, and I'm, I'm you know, and I've, and I've worked hard to teach anybody around me. I'm supposed to teach this to my kids, whatever, is you got to be vigilant and pay attention to everything. Because if not, and this is a different you have to be, I don't know, I'm a big on default to aggressive. And I think you need to default to aggressive. I think you need to pay attention. I need. I think you need to be assertive. Um, I'm all about following rules that could Not just somebody. be patient and wait for everything to happen. But, like, you could you could apply this to, like, well, I want leads right now. I want to get going right now. Well, I want to sell right now. Hey, I wanna... I'm at your house, and you four people aren't paying attention to me. Or, hey, guys, we need to sit down and take care of this. Hey, thanks for turning, but I had to turn the TV off real quick. Hey, Andrew, if you don't mind, Nicole's here ready to get this thing ripping. If you don't mind trying to be difficult or rude, Andrew, like you have to default to aggressive. Yeah. Recruiting agents. Why would I do that? I'm not saying you would. Why don't you come to the meeting? Why would I? It's free. Come to the business opportunity meeting because, hold on, it's free. And by the way, Andrew, your job sucks. You told me it sucks. You told me on Monday it sucked, Wednesday, and today's Friday. It sucked on Monday and Wednesday. It sucked till? Sucks. Then why don't you come to the meeting? Your job sucks and you don't like it. Come to the meeting. That's just being direct, being assertive. Now, I could wait for you to tell me when it's going to be okay to come, when it'll be okay to invite you and not upset you. Mm -hmm. Or I can be crazy direct about the fact that, you know, one of the guys that works with us, I'm not going to share his personal story, but he had some medical problems. He had a heart attack. 
Um, and I'm like, dude, like you're so stressed out at your job that you hate so much. It's going to kill you. Your job's actually going to kill you. So quit. I didn't sit back and go, eh, no, you know, I mean, he'll be okay. That's what I was saying in the car about this situation. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be at this dude's funeral and not have said something. Mm-hmm. If I say something and dude dies, I'm not, I wish he didn't, but I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah, that's huge. All right. Uh, last question. What are three qualities you look for when you want to work with a manager from Nina Demjanovic? Dude, I'm a big appreciation person. I think if I'm doing something for you, Andrew, I don't want accolades. I don't want my name in lights. I don't want you to scream and yell and tell other people, but I want you to say thank you. I want you to say thank you because it's the right thing to do, and it means that you have uh, appreciative people tend to be pretty humble, and they tend to care about other people. Um, people with good manners, thank you. Um, if you take my kids, the thing I'm the most proud of is the way they carry themselves in that way. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Just, just be, just be good people in that regard. The first thing is appreciation because, because you have that or you don't, you know, um, work ethics, crazy important. I get it, but I take attitude. I mm-hmm. take appreciation and a positive attitude next because, because work ethic will come. You know, but work ethic doesn't come with a negative with a bad attitude. I don't like negative people. I never have. I've haven't in my entire life. I didn't like them when I was ten. I don't like them now. I have no desire to be around in the space of negative people. I don't. I just don't want to be, because life is short and it's hard enough. And I don't want the negativity. It's not that I don't want honesty. I want honesty. I want. I want to know what's going on with the world. I want. I, I want people to be upfront with me about their situations. But I do not want to be enmeshed in negativity. So if you give me appreciative. And you give me positive and you give me hardworking, dude, I don't care about the rest of it. We'll take over the world, you know, yeah. and you're going to make mistakes and the person might get frustrated or they might lash out or they, you know, it's funny because I have, you know, this guy, he'll, he'd call me like every two months. So-and-so said this about you. I'm like, dude, he's growing. I don't care what he says because <laughs> he's actually appreciative for what he's getting. He has a positive attitude for himself and he's working hard. So what? he's overly protective of his business. So what? He's not my best friend. He's not your best friend. He's not his best friend. Who cares? That stuff I don't care about. It doesn't matter to me. I don't need them to appease me. I don't need them to want to have lunch with me every day. I just want those three characteristics because then they'll probably do the same with the people they work with. And, dude, I've seen a lot of very successful, and all the people I know that are wealthy, like really wealthy, that they created their own wealth, um, dude, they're very appreciative. And they've re- I have a guy that I do consider a mentor <laughs> that I was frustrated about some stuff the other day. And I said, and I told him all the things, you know, something going on with the company and what was happening. And he listened to me for about 30 seconds. And he said, Sean, he called me Sean. And I said, yeah, he goes, stay with me. This isn't helping. And I was making a point, which he already agreed with. I was probably going too overboard because I was frustrated about how it was adversely affecting the business on some level. But it was like, I already know it's there, Sean. You already know it's there. Stay with me. We're not accomplishing anything. Please be positive with me. And he just checked me, you know? And later that day, I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just kind of overreacted. He's like, no, I get it. But we were just, and I do that all the time, people. I'm pretty good. I'm usually the one doing that. Like, Andrew, stay with me. Dude, I get it. I know. I understand. And then I might three conversations later go, you're right. We should change that. But right in that moment, there's too many other things going on. 
And I'm kind of like, I got you. I'm not arguing with you, but just stay with me. I have nine other negative things that I'm dealing with. I don't, I don't have room for a 10th. And, uh, you know, I, I just think when people are like that, um, and again, appreciative and positive people. I don't know many that are, that are not hard workers. They're appreciative and positive. I love that. All right, man. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Put a question in the comments for us to get to next week. Sean, thanks for everything you do. See you guys. Thank you, bro.